Hello, welcome to another episode of Hope with Danny, a podcast dedicated to inspire listeners everywhere with weekly stories and personal testimonies from our wide range of guests. I'm your host, Danny Daniel, and thank you for listening. Today, we're going to talk about miracles. Uh, that's one of our categories in getting uh, interesting guests to be on our podcast. But we really got some miracles today. These miracles uh, equate into a million dollars a year. And uh, we're talking to the director of UGA Miracle, Anna Claire Acosta. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's right. Right. Sounds good uh, anyway. And uh, she is, the again, the executive director of UGA Miracle, and we're going to talk all about that today. I can at least uh, empathize ever so slightly uh, with miracles. I've had a couple of them in my life. Thank goodness, because they turned out all right. I went over the Oconee River one time with a cousin of mine, and it was broken at that time and almost drowned. So that's one miracle. Uh, I think the big man wanted to have me around a little longer. And the other one, I uh, was diagnosed with something very, very serious. Uh, And uh, I had the opportunity to make it or not make it. And so that was another miracle in my life. Uh, How about you, uh, Anna Claire? Have you had any miracles in your life? I think, honestly, I've been very blessed to not have any medical um, problems, and I've been very fortunate with the life that I've been given, which is a big reason why I'm involved in UGA Miracle, but I've definitely been around illness all my life as well, and my friends and um, people close to me, and I've seen them pull through, and I think that that's quite a miracle in itself. Don't you like that term, pull through? Boy, that means a lot of things, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, UGA Miracle, uh, we're going to talk about it extensively here today, and we got the best person at the University of Georgia to talk about it because she's the director. Uh, let's get into why you started or UGA Miracle was started and how you participate with it now. Yeah, so UGA Miracle is a nonprofit. It's the largest student-run nonprofit here at the University of Georgia, and we're actually in our 27th year here, which is really crazy, Um, but we're affiliated with um, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, and we support Children's Healthcare of Atlanta at Scottish Rite, which is also a CMN hospital, Um, and as far as, like, my involvement goes with it, I actually joined it my freshman year here. I'm a senior now, or I will be a senior, and I joined it my freshman year not really knowing you know, anything about it. I heard about it through uh, sorority recruitment that's kind of talked about throughout it. Uh, By Mew, the chapter here directly supports our cause. So I heard about it there. And a lot of our Greek life is involved in it. So I was just a freshman. I'm out of state. I'm from Louisiana. And I was just looking for, you know, a place to join something outside of Greek life. And I found Miracle and I did a lot of, you know, service things in high school. And so I joined. And fell in love with it immediately. I joined the media committee and I got to make a lot of videos and take photos of our kids and learn a lot of their stories and learn a lot about the hospital that way and see a direct impact of where our money goes and that we're a lot more than just, you know, the million dollars that we raise. And so then I worked my way up in the organization. I got on the executive board my sophomore year and I was the production chair, which was in charge of videography. And I always like to say that it was capturing, you know, the, the miracles, capturing the moments throughout the year that maybe people don't always get to see. And then my junior year, or this past year, I was the communications director, which is on our council. And so I kind of oversaw a team of seven people. And then obviously they had people underneath them as well. And then 
as of most recently, as of two months ago, I became the executive director. So now I'm in charge. And I think it's been a really awesome experience so far. And I'm really grateful. I guess that you could say that's a miracle in itself, in my life, at least, getting to run this organization now. Well, it's really heartwarming to me to see UGA students uh, who have a lot of activities that don't involve donations or charities or anything of that sort, uh, more like football games and basketball games and all the other that goes with it, uh, and a Greek life. Uh, When you say you're a sorority member, what sorority is that? So I'm in Delta Gamma, which we're really big on our philanthropy there. We're um, involved with Service for Sight. So I've just always been very philanthropic, very service-oriented. I love to give back. Um, I think if there's one thing I could do at the end of my life, it would just be that I made a difference in the world. And so like that, both of those aspects of my life are very important to me. Well, you're not only after my heart, you're after the hearts of all of our (laughs) listeners. Uh, They just can't believe that UGA students can do all these things and still make the grade and have a good time as well. Are all of your members on the UGA Miracle uh, Greek members or assortment of all kinds of students? Absolutely not. We're really fortunate that we have a great backing from the Greek community. Um, We absolutely love all of the support that they give us, but we're also very fortunate that we have a lot of people not involved in Greek life, also involved in our organization. I think they've been able to find a community within UGA Miracle, and that's something that I think makes us really special. Um, And I wouldn't want to trade the experience that I know so many of them have for anything. And I'm so grateful that other people feel drawn to our organization outside of just Greek life. And also that Greek life feels so called to support us on top of their own philanthropies that I know each individual chapter has as well. Well, that makes a good point. Uh, I was a Phi Delta Theta uh, when I was coming through 100 years ago, and uh, <laughs> we found ourselves back then uh, really associating with, with Greek members, uh, Greek fraternities, Greek sororities, that sort of thing. Not to exclude non-Greek people, but uh, it just was the way it worked out. I think that this allows you to spread your compassion for others and making a difference to far beyond the Greek organizations, and I applaud you for that very much. But let's get into more of what the UJ Miracle does. Now, we we said you support three organizations, one, well, primarily— Pediatric uh, hospitals, rehab hospitals. Give us those names again. Yes. So we directly support Children's Healthcare of Atlanta at Scottish Rite. But within that, we support the Comprehensive Inpatient Rehabilitation Unit and the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Unit. So any money that is a million dollars. So last year we raised 1.427. So a million of that will go to the CIRU and then anything above a million actually goes to AFLAC. So we kind of split our funds up that way. And we're really fortunate to get to support both of those aspects of children's. All right. Now, when you said anything over a million dollars, y'all always try to raise a million dollars every year that you do these uh, marathons and everything else. We're going to get into that. But uh, what does the other part go to? It goes to um, the CIRU, the Comprehensive in patient rehabilitation unit. So it's um, kind of like an outpatient or it's an inpatient program, but it's for these kids to kind of do physical therapy and um, rehabilitation from, you know, the illnesses or the accidents that they might've been in. And we've also directly funded a therapeutic pool for, you know, our patients and kids in the hospital to do therapy. That way it's been scientifically proven that 
you know, rehabilitation in the water really has shown significant differences. So we've been very fortunate that actually my freshman year, we funded that. We also have the UJ Miracle Gym, which is sponsored within children. So we kind of have our hands in a lot of different areas in the hospital, which is really cool. Well, my wife asked me some time ago, uh, what breaks my heart? And she answered my question before I had an opportunity to. She said, kids. And that's yeah. exactly right. You can't see some of these documentary documentaries or other things that you see on TV with, about St. Jude's and healthcare of, uh, healthcare of Atlanta and all the others without it breaking your heart and saying, you Absolutely. know, all kids are not normal physically, mentally, or even spiritually, I guess. But And this is the opportunity for them to become normal and to be integrated into society and uh, to build their lives on the fact that uh, they had uh, children's health care in other hospitals. Uh, it, uh, it really is a heartbreaker, but it's also an action maker. Uh, we've got to take opportunities to help the organizations way outside of the money that you raise in addition to that. And I do support uh, St. Jude's and uh, other children's organizations because I believe in them and will continue to do so. So what, what makes UJ Miracle uh, different from other student organizations? I mean, there are probably a hundred of them over there. Oh, UGA is so fortunate in all the different student organizations that we have here. But I think what sets us apart, and someone actually said this to me over this past weekend, and it's kind of, you know, stood out to me since then, but we don't have the ability to give these kids an adulthood. We're not doctors, we're not surgeons, we're not physical therapists, but, you know, we have the opportunity to give these kids their childhood back. And that goes beyond the money that we raise, but the relationships that we form and the community that we build around them and this safe haven that they can have when they come to our events and come to Dance Marathon. Like that's an opportunity for them to be kids and for them to not be patients anymore. And I think that's something that's so unique and so special. And, you know, I know that I can't cure these kids from their illness, but I can give them a really good day and make them forget about it. And that's, I mean, we're filled with 2000 students plus that, that feel the same way. And I think that that's really incredible. Like, I just, I mean, I'm just speechless thinking about it. Well, it's obvious that you can't have what you do, UGA Miracle, without having a whole lot of hope. And that's what we're all about yeah. here. We're trying to project hope in every way we possibly can. And UGA, UGA Miracle equals hope in a lot of people's lives. I agree. Uh, let's go a little bit further into what y'all do to raise money, how you go about raising money. Uh, I understand you do a, a dance, you do a, a store, you do a lot of things. Tell me what are your primary uh, objectives in raising money and how do you do it? Absolutely. So each member is obviously encouraged to fundraise to the best they can, but it's far from a requirement. Um, we've really been getting into something we call organic fundraising. So you put so much time and effort into this. You don't always want to have to ask family members or, you know, close friends or something like that for a donation to a really good cause. Sometimes you want to donate, you know, your own time and yourself. And that's, we've seen a lot of success in that recently. So for example, that could be, you know, baking goods for your friends. It could be donating a portion of your paycheck. It could be driving friends to their job or driving friends to dinner instead of an Uber. It could be, you know, selling your artwork if you're, you know, a graphic design major, stuff like that. We've really gotten more into the mindset of 
giving back that way. We also are very fortunate that we've had, you know, corporate sponsors in the past. And we're very fortunate that the Athens community is so supportive of us that they'll donate, you know, whether it's food, sponsorships, money, in-kind donations to help us raffle things off. We also have a very spirited community of participants and members, and, you know, they go above and beyond to reach out to people and grandparents and, you know, teachers, professors, and explain to them why they feel so connected to our cause and the difference they can make. And I think it's the same way where we also have these events that raise money and merchandise. And I know you mentioned the dance, but at the end of the year, our our big celebration is Dance Marathon, which is a 24-hour marathon where we have all kinds of things, whether it's fundraising pushes, games, dance challenges. There's a morale dance that we learn and do. We hear from a lot of families and that's when a lot of people really get connected to our stories and really tear jerking stuff occurs. And it's also just a great sense of community. You're with these people for 24 hours and you're staying up and it's, it's hard, but it's so worth it at the end to see how much these families love what we're doing and they'll come up to you and tell you how impactful you've been and how you might not know them, but you have no idea how much you being there means to them. And that's something that's so special as like a 18 to 22 year old to know that you made such an impact on someone that might not know your name still, but you matter so much to them. And being a part of the cause, I think for not I think it encourages a lot of people to push themselves to fundraise and see the difference that they're making financially in a lot of kids' lives. And I think touring the hospital, we haven't been able to this year because of COVID, but in the past, we get to tour the hospital all the time and, you know, show people directly what their money benefits. And that is really something that drives a lot of people to do more if they can. Well, you mentioned uh, dance. Uh, I've always been a dancer. I love to dance more than anything. (laughs) Uh, Dance is a little Motown, makes it all well and good. And you'll always find me in the middle of the dance floor if I ever go to a wedding. So I'm with you. Now, I don't think I can make a 24-hour or a marathon dance, but uh, I can do enough to do some damage at a, at a, at a wedding. Uh, so I'm with you on that s- uh, subject. Uh, let me remind all of our listeners, we're talking to Emma, Anna Claire Acosta. She is the director of UGA Miracle, and she's done a great job from her freshman year all the way to her senior year. She's moved up the ladder and really helps out this organization be as successful as it is. Uh, We've already talked about what makes you different than other organizations because you're really a give-back organization, and I think you can concur that Athens is a give-back town. Uh, Absolutely. It's not hard to get Athens to support a worthy cause, and uh, we're certainly supportive of what you're doing. Uh, They can go to... uh, where to find out how they can give a donate or give their time to your organization? Where do they go? Absolutely. So we have a website that holds absolutely everything you would ever need to know about us, places to donate, resources, places to learn more. It's www.ugamiracle.org. And I mean, the website just has absolutely everything you'll need. Well, again, what you're penetrating here with an effort to uh, do a lot of good and make a difference is certainly certainly that uh, needs to be duplicated. Are there other communities, other colleges that do something similar to what you do with UGA Miracle? Yes. I mean, CMN has so many dance marathon programs. We're only one of, I think, seven in Georgia or something along those lines, but they are all across the United States. Um, I would have to say there's probably over 200 programs that are working to benefit their respective Children's Miracle Network Hospital. And so 
there's a sense of community in that too, outside of just UGA Miracles community here in Athens. You know, we're connected to the other ones in Georgia. And then I'm always talking to other executive directors, other members from other schools. What are they doing? How are they benefiting their hospital? What can we do to get more integrated in our own community? And that relationship building is something that I don't think other organizations have the privilege of getting. It's incredible that I can, you know, get on the phone call with the executive director of the Indiana, you know, IUDM, and I can text the South Carolina president and see what they're up to and congratulate them on their hard work. And there's that community there too, whether it's also supporting each other on Instagram, you know, sharing stories and sharing successes. And that's something that's so unique that there's this network of people that are constantly having your back and constantly rooting for you and want to see you make the difference you're trying so hard to do. And I'm really grateful that I'm a part of an organization that I feel like I could move you know, anywhere in the U.S., maybe even outside of it, and say that I was involved in a dance marathon program in college. And I guarantee you, I would either the people I was working with would have heard of someone in it or had been in it themselves. And that kind of, you know, national community is really remarkable. Well, we say with uh, Danny, hope with Danny is it's all about uh, hope and uh, what you're saying. It's all about commitment. It's all about community. and It's all about networking. And this is where you guys get your opportunity to be successful every year because somebody in another part of the USA might be doing it a little bit differently, and you can take that and make sure that you're successful in this year's or next year's uh, raising of funds. What what of the million dollars or the million four, what is the largest uh, bene- uh, supporter of what you're trying to do money-wise or donation-wise? Oh, well— we're so fortunate that we get, you know, corporate sponsors. I don't I don't know if I can say the exact amount that we get from them, but we do get a lot from corporate sponsors. But actually, this past year, we were very fortunate that one of our members received over a $15,000 donation from an organization that she's a part of back home. And that was just, it was incredible to be a part of and hear about that happening and supporting her and being so proud of her because that's, that's a lot of money for one person to receive and to donate. And I think we'll forever be fortunate to that person who felt so called to support our cause and support this member. And I think that really rallied us all together to keep going because it's hard. It's a 10 month process of you know, working towards this cause and wanting to see success at the end of the year for these kids in this hospital. And I think that when that happened, it was such like an eye-opening experience that we're making that much of an impact to other people to feel that call to donate. And like you've been saying with the hope, it it gave us hope um, to keep pushing within the pandemic and within the struggles of being college students and being pulled in every direction. And it was, it was really awesome to see and be a part of it that year when that happened. Well, you know, I think pictures will always be worth a thousand words. It's a very old saying, but y'all have almost hundreds, if not uh, a lot more than that, pictures that are on your site there, which again is uh, ugamiracle.org, uh, that you can get engaged with those pictures, quite honestly, through the college students that are uh, spearing this uh, organization on and its success, but also pictures of some of the things that are going on in the uh, rehab hospitals and otherwise, uh, you can't help, I don't think, and go to your site and look at those pictures and say, all right, I want to get involved. I want to give. I want to do something to make this uh, drive successful. I think our website is a really great place 
to really learn more about it. I know I'm doing my best to give it justice today, but there's so much that I will not be able to touch on in the time that we're here together. And I think our website, you can read all of our kids' stories. There's over 60 of them on the website. You can meet our leadership team. You can meet the people behind the scenes that are really putting in all the late nights and extra phone calls to make it a success for everyone involved. You can see all kinds of events that we put on. There's actually even our dance marathon website is still up on the website. You can see what we did, you know, back in February that was really incredible to do during COVID times. And the, how we operated virtually and shifted our entire organization to, you know, have this hybrid event. And yeah, like you've been saying, it's really tough to look at all the photos and, you know, even in our Instagram and social media, seeing all that and seeing the community of kids that we have and families involved and even students involved. It's, it's really awesome to see. Well, it's always been interesting to me that Coach Smart calls his football players, these 250, 300 pound guys, kids. I mean, I don't know how an 18, 19, 20-year-old can be called a kid, but he does that and gets away with it. But what about other organizations like uh, athletic programs and otherwise? Do they support you as well? We have an outpouring level of support from UGA, um, whether that's administration or other campus organizations. I constantly feel the love from other people involved and other people wanting us to succeed. The athletic department actually supports Children's Health Care of Atlanta directly, which is so incredible to see that they're so connected to a hospital right in our backyard. And we're always looking to strengthen that relationship with them and grow closer to them throughout the year. I know they have such big hearts and loving hearts for children's as much as we do. And it's always great to see that relationship between us. We have a really big relationship with the basketball team as well, just from working with their athletic director. And they have sponsored miracle nights for us to come to the basketball games and receive benefits from them, as well as the administration, you know, President Moorhead always speaks at Dance Marathon and has such kind things to say about everything that we do. And even the Office of Student Affairs is always checking in and, you know, wanting to hear about how our year is going, how they can help. And it's really awesome. We also partner with other organizations, whether that's with percentage nights or just, you know, meetings to hang out and get to know, because I don't think there's a bad student organization at this school and everyone is doing so much to make a difference in the world. And that's so incredible that, you know, the 35,000 students that go here, most of them are involved in some kind of philanthropy or service organization. And, you know, I'm so fortunate that I get to meet so many of them and collaborate with them. And, you know, we support each other's causes, whether that's donating on their push days or donating on ours. It's, it's really a community of people involved in these organizations that goes beyond the actual member. Well, it's very interesting, and I've mentioned this before, but uh, hope is something everybody needs, particularly in this day and time, if not always. But your organization is a niche organization as well. Uh, there's nobody in Athens, certainly, uh, maybe in other communities, that's doing exactly what y'all are doing to raise money for these kids that really need it. And that gives you a niche which everybody can uh, cling on to. Absolutely. It's it's awesome what we do. And it's awesome that we get to do it in Athens and in our college career. And I think it'll impact a lot of us for the rest of our lives. Even if we don't realize it now, I think we'll look back on our college years and realize the hope that we gave people and the hope that we gave these kids and these families and the hope that we gave other college kids that you did more than just get your degree here. You did more than just be a college kid and study and hang out with friends that you made a difference. And that's, 
a really humbling thing to get to experience at such a young age. And I know I'll cherish that hope that I've even given myself for the rest of my life. Well, you've integrated hope into what you guys are doing, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, we are talking with Anna Clara Costa. She is the executive director of UGA Miracle. And if you want to help out in a big sort of way to a very big need, go to ugamiracle.org, and uh, you can do so. Uh, I doubt you'll go there, folks, all the listeners that are with us today, without it pulling on your heart and uh, pushing you forward to want to get involved some way or another. Uh, we're just uh, so pleased that you're with us today, Anna Claire, and I'll wind this thing up with a question. What do you think Hope has really done in your organization's success? I think, obviously, I've talked about this a lot today, but I think Hope has been the driving force for our success. We're hopeful that these kids get a childhood because of us. We're hopeful that we've built a community with each other and doing more than just going to college. You know, we're hopeful that our impact has already lasted 27 years, but I hope it lasts a hundred past this. I hope that, you know, we grow to immeasurable heights and continue to make a difference, you know, forever. And I think we carry a lot of hope specifically in this past year you know, with COVID, things things have been crazy. And a lot of us do school completely online, but we're on Zoom learning, you know, in our bedrooms. But getting to go to an, it was a Zoom meeting this year, but getting to be a part of something bigger than you was hopeful and like a light at the end of the tunnel, as you've mentioned. You know, you were doing something on your Wednesday night for you and to be a part of something. And that's that's something so moving and so driven by hope and by love. And that's why I think this, you know, podcast and everything that y'all stand for is so, you know, incredible to be a part of. And I'm so, you know, hopeful for the future. We always say, you know, change can't wait. And, you know, we're looking to give these kids change and a future. And this is what we can do now. And this is the impact we can make now. And that's, that's hopeful and that's light at the end of the tunnel. And that's, you know, one step every day in the right direction. And I think it's incredible that we're doing it at the age that we are. And yeah, hope. Well, I, I can't tell you how much it's been, it's meaningful to us, hope with Danny. And I can tell you one thing, uh, we're with you anyway, we can help you down the road, uh, have you back maybe next year or sometime okay. soon, because what you're doing really fills a niche and it fills a gap in the opportunity to help others. Thank you so much, Anna-Clara Costa, for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this opportunity. We, we really do love you guys here. Thank you so much. Have a great year. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Subscribe to our new YouTube channel, Hope With Danny. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Hope With Danny. Visit our website and subscribe to our newsletter at HopeWithDanny.com. Remember, it's all about hope. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Danny Daniel. This episode was recorded at Vega Studios.